sometimes when I'm having sex with someone, it is fun to imagine like my load inseminating them. It is. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how I think often, that's just like, what percentage of the time do you think that makes it more heightens the experience? I'm asking because for me, it's zero. Oh, interesting. I think there's hmm, interesting. Yeah, I, I think that my body is basically designed to want to impregnate. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi, Keith. We decided, or I decided last episode that we were going to banter about our weeks at the beginning of beginnings of our episode. Do you have anything? Yeah, I have something to talk about. Uh, okay. So... <clears throat> Assiduous listeners will know that uh, within the last month or two, I had a early teenage girl come to my house uh, and hmm. draw something, a hopscotch um, game on my driveway with all of the sexualities that she's aware of, which was a lot of them. Um, yesterday, I had um, some more teenage girls, a uh, young teenager, we're talking like 13 at my house. Including the same? No. Okay. No. And one of them, so we had dinner um, out on like our deck. We should mention, Mike has a young teenage daughter. That's why, I, presumably that's why these people are Yeah, over. this isn't like, the, yeah, the, <laughs> they're really, the. Um, yeah, it's not creepy. This is just completely yeah, normal. Yeah. You know, we had dinner, we had, we, you know, ordered some food. There were like maybe seven of us. And then all but one of them left to go watch anime shows, not porn anime, just like, you know, normal Yes, anime has Robots had a glow up people. Uh, right. in the United States recently. Right, we got Hulu or something so they can watch mm -hmm. that. Uh, but one of them stayed behind and decided to start talking to me about sex. <laughs> okay. Now, I didn't create this. So, I, yeah, How? I don't understand. That's so, a little difficult to believe. It's not. Yeah, it's very difficult to believe and it's very, I don't, so. She okay. just precociously decided to start interrogating yeah, you my, my wife was there so it was fine okay. it wasn't yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah creepy it was got it it was a little creepy but not on my side it, i mean I, I i was just <laughs> trying to like uh be delicate as i could anyway she told me that she'd uh heard she'd read on facebook so that's how you know it's true mm -hmm. that um female dolphins she's on facebook uh good point i think yeah i don't know where that came from uh, that female dolphins secrete some substance that uh, makes male dolphins orgasm really quickly, and that huh. you could, and that an experiment had been done where they took the same substance and put it on the penis of a some sort of primate, and that it <laughs> died because it orgasmed so much. I told her I didn't believe it, but the <laughs> yeah. main point here is uh, why 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 was she telling me that? <clears throat> Which I found sort of strange. Uh, there was some other. Uh, similar topic and also like it's like it's like yeah i mean even even like speaking the words even like the words that you would use in this context are kind of weird they're not words you would typically use with a person much younger than you like that yes um my main point i, I i'm not sure i think there was some there was some other topic like that that came up uh my main point is that like i don't think uh early teenage girls should do that to talk to much older men about topics like this. Now, I happen to be an upstanding, honorable man who will not be confused by that kind of conversation. But it became clear to me. I'm like, this is just not a good decision. 
like they sh- this I, I thought this is why there are certain taboos about this stuff is because if you replace me with a guy who's not well adjusted in these particular ways, right. like something yeah. strange could happen. Yeah, the onus is entirely on the adult to uh, be the responsible person. And it is, but 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 I think there have been cultural changes, which which and partly that plus access to like oh. internet media that makes it so that girls who are sort of curious or whatever have fewer taboos about these kinds of conversations. And the concern I would have is that I see. Uh, a less mature, less well adjusted in this way man might get confused when okay. this and topic so- comes up and become excited. <laughs> And that's disastrous. Okay, so uh, the prevailing winds of of our culture are that young people should feel more comfortable talking to adults and amongst themselves. But in, in this case, we're discussing talking about talking to adults about sex, right? And uh, to the extent that maybe uh, that can get some of the questions answered, and having an inability to get questions answered could have been problematic in the past that has been potentially replaced with a new, with a new problem, which is, uh, I think it's the problem uh, that probably these sorts of taboos were created to address, which is that, uh, or, you know, maybe not created, evolved to address, which is that, uh, there's a pretty fine line behind me. If you're talking to a young woman about these types of topics, there's a pretty fine line between, a scientific conversation and like flirting. I agree. Right? I agree. And so then it's, then, then for now, now to be clear, uh, for me, it was not, it was a very bright line and always right. is. However, I can imagine that for some substantial percentage of the population, never forget. I mean, just as we, uh, you know, 10% of the population has too low of an IQ in the U S to be inducted into the military. The military has IQ based standards. Uh, so that gives you an idea of like there, you know, there is some people might be surprised by like the sort of the depths you can plumb in terms of intelligence. The same thing goes for sort of EQ around these sorts of things. There are going to be men who just don't uh, are not as well adjusted about this. And then, and, and so you said it's incumbent on the adult, but I don't. That's not totally right. I mean, if you're a, a young woman, like if you just start going around having these conversations with men pretty quickly, you know, 20, 20, 30 men in, you're going to encounter a man who's not going to behave properly. Yeah. I mean, this is tricky. I, I mean, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but y- you know, there's a camp that says that women should not dress, uh, should not be scantily clad and uh, dressing in certain ways when they, when they go out in the evenings. And then the other camp says like, well, women should be allowed to wear whatever they want. And, uh, you know who are we to control uh, what women are wearing? Uh, and I think the same sort of rhetoric might be used here, which is, yeah, there's probably some negative consequences to, uh, on average, to dressing in a certain way or being open about conversations with your elders, uh, but people should just be allowed to do it. And it's, it's entirely the fault of, uh, the people taking advantage of the situation. And that's the only thing that should be discussed. Well, sure. From a, I mean, from a legal and perhaps moral ethical perspective, that's true. But from uh, a pragmatic I would point out, perspective. Yeah. I mean, well, the reality is that, I mean, first of all, there are lots of, uh, when you talk about what people wear and things like that, there are you have to draw a distinction between a child and an adult, and some line has to be drawn there. So here we're definitely on the child side of the 
the, the line. And so there are lots of restrictions. Um, you can't drive a car, you can't drink alcohol. There's all kind, you know, can't vote. There's all kinds of things that are on that side of the line. And so, um, of course, someone who's 20 years old, like a, that's, they're an adult. So it's a totally different situation. Uh, and yeah, I mean, these, these sort of strictures exist, uh, partly to protect the child from having some kind of a, uh, bad experience that would, while not their fault would be something they'd have to deal with like for the rest of their life psychologically. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I mean, it's tricky. It's tricky because yes, it's true that society is trying to tell people to be more open and so forth. But, uh, at the same time, it doesn't, I, hmm, I'm yeah, not sure I mean, that's the right uh, thing to do. I think people should be able to say and, you know, have conversations with whomever they like and be able to dress however they like without, uh, suffering any negative consequences of that. But that doesn't mean I don't think there aren't on average more negative consequences of, of that. And so you just sort of have to decide um, if that's the hill you want to die on. And sure. if it is, that's fine. But but just acknowledge that there's a little bit of in, increased risk. So along those same lines, this is a little bit older. Uh, I just sent you a link that I can post in the show notes. If I, remember. I see it. Yep. Um, this is... Um, Butterfly Away 124 on Reddit, who posted mm -hmm. four hours ago before our recording of this. She wanted a, um, she's from South Carolina, uh, looks to be pretty young, but, yeah. you know, an adult. This is, yes. by the way, someone posting a profile review on Seeking Arrangement, or rather for Seeking Arrangement to the Sugar Lifestyle Forum. Um, what do you think about this young lady? I don't think anything she says in her profile text will matter. Uh, she, she will be overwhelmed by... And why would you say that is? Uh, because she is attractive. What level of attractive are you thinking here? Um, quite. I mean, it, as you pointed out, it's a little bit awkward <laughs> because she could be anywhere from like 19 to 24. Let's assume she's over 18 so we don't have any weird, uh, yeah. in this case, let's let's move past the, the child strictures. Yeah. I, I assume she is. She would not. Uh, be entitled to be on that site if she were under yeah. 18. Yeah, yeah. She, she has this sort of like uh, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader look, I would say. Although her breasts appear to be real in the pictures that she has provided. Okay. Uh, so is this somebody that you would contact uh, if you had, if you were, if, if she showed up uh, in a search on seeking.com? I might, although hmm. this person seems like she just seems she just feels so young like i feel like every conversation with her would be it, it just you you couldn't have an interesting conversation i don't oh, think really? I so you'd be concerned conversation with someone like is that this. because she, because she's too attractive or because she she's i mean she says in her profile that she's studying at community college she works a part-time job okay um, i can't i don't have vision into any of that but I sent you the link. Uh, what you sent me are... Oh, you can scroll through. Uh, so when you go to that link, I sent Oh, I can. I have to now I think see, I have to post it onto the... Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you may as well. Um, yeah. There's, I think, three pages to it. This is, I mean, I so there's a... It's fairly frequent that there is a um, profile review requested on Sugar Lifestyle Forum. Yeah. All, essentially all the time. Uh, I mean, I don't know how... So I will generally click on them because why not? Yeah. And this one was surprising. 
in its uh, the height of its quality. <laughs> yeah. This is maybe the best one I've ever seen in terms of attractiveness. I was like, yeah, I agree with you. That it's like what <laughs> this uh, if she's going to repel anyone, it's going to be because she's so attractive. The guys are like, well, <laughs> right. I have no chance even with uh, with a sugar dating situation. Yeah. I mean, her pictures imply that the her the only thing that she cares about in life is being attractive, right? So like every single picture here is, okay, so the first picture is a mirror selfie. The second mm-hmm. picture is she's driving her car and she's taking a selfie of herself while driving. Yeah. Uh, the third picture is posed maybe at a farm or an equestrian center. Mm-hmm. Um, so she likes being near horses. There's a bunch of, there's, there's a mirror selfie in a bikini. There's another picture in a bikini. There's one where she looks like she might be playing volleyball or with her volleyball team. Yes. She's athletic. It's, it's just that her entire <laughs> existence revolves around the way she looks. So there, I, I, I feel like it would be almost, it's not the, the, the what's the right word here. It would be, it, it's like unfair interacting with a person like this. She's just so naive about everything. And it it would, she's not on seeking because, you know, she's sort of precocious and, and cleverly trying to, you know, turn her attractiveness into a little bit of extra money. She's just sort of, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say here. Is this, is this, are you speaking from experience from having like chatted with women that look like this or come across like this on seeking, or is this just your kind of first kind of hot take? No, I think I have occasionally interacted with people who look like this. It's not the way it's not just the way she looks, Mike. It's the way she presents. Mm. Like a normal person doesn't present this way. Okay. She presents this way because all she thinks about all day is how to present herself. Okay. I think everything she do, does is about getting a picture. Okay. And uh, it's, I mean, she's very pretty, but I, I just think that interacting with her would be sort of, it, it wouldn't just be intolerable or, or intolerable is the wrong word. It wouldn't just be boring. It would feel unfair. Okay. So um, most of the people listening to this podcast, including me, I don't think have ever or, you know, much interacted with someone like this. And seeing as you have, could you like... Give a little more detail on what that interaction would be like. <laughs> sure. So you see people like this on uh, Seeking Arrangement all the time. So seeking Arrangement, by the way, is seeking.com. And right. for those who don't know, it's, I mean, technically they, they claim that they are not set up for this. But in spirit, the website is created to set up sugar daddies with sugar babies. A sugar daddy mm. is typically... Uh, an older, wealthier man and a sugar baby is a younger, very attractive woman. And the arrangement portion is uh, typically either a PPM, which is pay per meet, or an allowance situation. So the man might give the person, his, his partner in this situation, some amount of money every week or every month. Uh, or they may just settle on some amount of money. Uh, and importantly, there's an expectation. There is a, realistically an expectation of penetrative sex when they meet. Right. Realistically. Yeah. It, typically, I think the advice given by the moderators on the 
subreddit and generally if you read around the web is you have a you have a meet and greet and then the subsequent where you establish chemistry and probably discuss the details of of the financials and then all subsequent meetings would involve sex um I've used this website. I've not used it for what it's set up for, but I have used it to meet and talk to women. And I've gone on several dates with women from the site without uh, an arrangement set up. And we've talked about that on other episodes. Maybe we'll talk about it again. But uh, it is an excellent place to be able to talk to people, chat with people who look like this, because the women on this site are competing with other women who look like this. And so right. they can't do the normal thing that they would do on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge, which is they're aloof. They're sort of almost put out to be responding. Uh, that they, If they behave that way on this website, then the affluent man is just going to move on to the next person who's... Uh, so there's like a subservience aspect that is perhaps a little bit gross, but is definitely in effect uh, on Seeking.com. Sounds good to me. Okay, so what what would be the interaction you would uh, style you would expect with so this lovely? When you talk to people like this, for starters, they they often just speak in like emojis and saying LOL and with just gratuitous grammatical errors all over the place. Hmm. And you know, if you tried to correct them on their grammar or whatever, they would be they would be like. Oh, I just wasn't paying attention, right? It, it, they don't recognize that there's actually sort of a a difference, like a, a massive difference in. Um, uh, I'm trying to not get canceled here. There's a difference in life experience and life setup that is more profound than just the difference in the amount of money that the people have. I see. So a um, different. They they they're not aware of the different levels of erudition possible or something. Right. And if you tried to set up a date with someone like this, it won't. There won't be any sophistication, right? Like, you know, then I. I mean, this is going to come off me. All right, I'm just stereotyping here. I don't know this person. She might be wonderful. Uh, you know, the nicest restaurant she's been to is the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, if you were to take her to, you know, a museum, she wouldn't know who any of the artists are. Hmm. There's just sort of like, there are young people who ha- who are foodies, and there are young people who do know about the arts, uh, but this is not one of them. Based on the way she presents, her so, it's, enti- so she's some, entire it's life like has her- been spent cultivating her sort of ditzy, attractive uh, affect. Right. Essentially, she's been exempted from a whole series of kind of learning experiences by dint of being so attractive. And you don't have, you can't really even blame her for it, right? It's like these NBA athletes who everyone tells them that they're awesome from the time they're in sixth grade. It's not her fault that the most fun thing to do and the easiest thing to do at every point has have correlated. And, you know, she's never had to, you know, take AP English or whatever. And does um, that, so, so, okay. So you're saying that actually talking to her would be sort of a bummer, uh, <clears throat> interacting with her and so forth. That makes sense. How about when you actually, like, let's say you're able to, to score, would she also mm-hmm. be boring in bed? I don't have that much experience with people like this, but mm. because of, I mean, just because of her age, she's not going to be experienced at all. It's a, 
So my expectation, and, and this is again, just like stereotyping for the sake of making good radio here, she'll probably be inexperienced. She'll probably be sort of almost, I don't know, it could go two ways. She could be sort of like conservative and um, unadventurous, or she may have like seen a bunch of TikTok and think that like, you know, eating ass and doing these like sort of non-standard things is, is normal. Um, but she's unlikely to be operating based on, you know, what she has thought about she wants in bed and like, you know, what makes her feel good. It's more likely to be some sort of performative thing. Hmm. Hmm. And you don't think that the increased blood flow to your penis that you would get by, by virtue of her attractiveness is worth that. It might be, but uh, the biggest problem with someone like this is I feel like I'm taking advantage of them, even if huh. I, you know, well, I mean, I, I've never given any money in a situation like this, but even if I thought I was being like a perfect gentleman and, you know, was very upfront with what I was looking for and all this kind of stuff, it just, the intellectual gap between me and a person like this is is such Oof. that I could guess, I could gaslight them into basically whatever situation I would That's like. That's brutal. You're making it sound like she's like Lenian of mice and men. Like she's a, a real I idiot. Mean, com- compared to me, Oof. she may be. Oof. Yeah, it's interesting because I think it, you could imagine you feeling that way, but then simultaneously, well, put it this way, like there are men who in that situation would feel exactly the opposite. They would feel like, you know, they're getting something that's way above, they're punching way above their weight. They're getting something way more valuable than what they're entitled to or, you know, worth. Yes. I can imagine many men finding this, the sort of apex of what they're looking for. And I worry about women like this because those men are probably more likely to lie and be deceitful. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I mentioned this in the last episode or the episode before, like the situation where you have sort of desperate entitled men and desperate, you know, needing money or, or sort of confused women is not a good marketplace. Um, interesting problematic. Uh, what did the comments on this thread say? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I can, I can pull it up here quickly, but, but I mean, she had posted apparently one other time. There were a couple of people actually nitpicked her posting because her primary picture is um, of a sideways. Yeah, she needs to right. And it. so you could, yeah. I mean, that's a little bit weird. Um, and so they told her to pick the one, have one of one of the other ones, the more more, more athletic looking one, perhaps to replace that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just saying good improvement. They're they're talking about like the text in there. But I mean, uh, consider consider. Okay, here's why she should rotate this photo, right? So it's it's a it's a horizontal photo. What this person needs to do, anything she says in her profile, and anything she does with the pictures basically doesn't matter. Ninety five out of one hundred men on Seeking.com would be interested in meeting this woman. And so what she needs to do is give off an air of knowing what she's doing and that she can't be taken advantage of. And so 
the problem with like this photo that is horizontal and it's her primary photo is that it just like immediately demonstrates incompetence. Got it. So that that's why she 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 should do whatever she can to not seem like a fish. And so yeah, that would be my primary advice for her. Okay, I found her original uh profile review. Do you want to see that? Apparently, uh, so she was she was it was suggested to her to become more you know to to amp up her attractiveness. Okay. So I just sent you a link to the original review that she she had done. Okay. Um which presumably is substantially less attractive. Um, yeah, it's good that she got right? rid of all these photos with her friends. Yeah, it's still compelling, but it's good that she got rid of all these photos with her friends. She also uh, does have some stories. So, so, I mean, it's interesting to me that in some ways these people are giving advice that's the opposite of yours, basically mm-hmm. telling her to amp up the attractiveness. Yeah. Um, maybe not the opposite, but a little bit different. Um. Yeah, and like I don't think she needs to cast a wider net. I think that <laughs> once you're already getting 95 out of 100 people, why optimize to get 97? Like that's not like at some point she's blonde. Some people aren't going to like blondes, but I mean, other than that, like who who would turn this down? I don't know. She said that Fit, she and her sugar, sugar anyway. daddy just split. So hmm. maybe it was because of what you said. She's not interesting enough. Who knows? I, I, I would. My advice for her would be to put in her profile something like, uh, "I've been in several arrangements and I know my worth." And then, How, ideally, that would screen one. out. That would screen out all the people who are just going to try to take advantage of her. So here's a comment that she made that might validate some of your viewpoints. Here she says, "I did care for him and genuinely loved his company." I'm upset as I'm screwed and probably going to be evicted and don't even have a running car to sleep in. Everything happened at the worst time. Jesus. Makes you want to call her, huh? She's just going to get taken advantage of, Mike. Somebody's going to... Yeah. You could could be a white knight. Yeah. No thanks. (laughs) No thanks? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and then... Yeah, I mean, there really is some sort of asymmetry in the market, right? She's so beautiful that like some dude out here would like gladly pay 10 grand to spend a week with her. She and says <clears throat> she legitimately ran out of gas once on the way to see an ex sugar daddy. She's had four, by the way, sugar daddies. She felt horrible, but he brought her gas and filled her car up. I assume that's literal, not figuratively. Those are the only times she's asked for help between two of the four arrangements she's had. All right. This is getting boring. We should move on. But I okay, want to say fine. one more thing on this. Yeah. The entire point, if I were a woman, of getting on uh, Seeking.com would be to find uh, what's a, what's what they call a whale. So a whale is a man who just provides and provides and provides, and uh, they don't make you feel badly about it. They're overly generous, and the woman is never left wanting <laughs> financially. Right. And... <laughs> I just think that someone who looks like this should be able to find a whale fairly easily. In this notion that she's had four sugar daddies, like sure, maybe she's met four men that basically treated her like a prostitute and gave her $100 or $200. She's from, it says that she's in Greenville, South Carolina, which is not an affluent part of the country. Like she's found some men that give her a pittance of money to have sex with her, but that's not 
really what people are going for when they're looking on seeking.com. Now, unfortunately, uh, in the early stages, you need to figure out a way how to, how to figure out whether somebody has the potential to become a whale. And you probably have to go through a few arrangements that are more like a PPM, a pay per meet. Um, but yeah, like if you go out with a guy three times and, you know, you sort of have to nag him to give you the 125 bucks or whatever, like just move on. Like, especially if you look like this, because she's going to be able to find someone who, unless there's just something really wrong with her personality, she should be able to find someone that can give her 10 grand. Right. And then that would just absolutely dominate uh, the, the, the financial situation here. Yeah. I think you're right. And I think your advice to her was sound that she should be confident. And, and probably the fundamental problem here is that she doesn't have the time. What she needs is like a month or two to vet people, you know, but she doesn't because she needs money right now. And that, you know, I not think, having any time is brutal. I think if I were on seeking.com using her account, I could line up five dates with her for her in one night with people who I think were, were actually potential. Interesting. Like my experience on on seeking is that if I message someone, I almost always get a response back within an hour. And I and I'm guessing for someone who looks like this, if you can sort by men who have been online in the last you know three days, just do that, and then you know send message all of them, and then within like you know three texts to them, say something like, "Look, like I'm looking for this kind of thing." And if they say no, or I'm not interested, or how do I know you're real or whatever, just move on. Like, you don't, yeah. she has infinite uh, supply. So it's just about building a filter that finds the good people as quickly as possible. All right. Do you have yep. anything else you want to say on this? We should move on. No, it's gone. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay. I wanted to talk about this thing that uh, I've read a few times, but. Uh, it's about a breeding kink, and I want to discuss. Mm. I don't even know what that would be. I mean, does that mean you enjoy coming in someone's vag- vagina? Anyway, I'm going to read this, and then we yes. can discuss. Right, but I mean, who doesn't have that kink? It's <laughs> like, a, like, oh, I have a you know attractive young woman kink. Okay. Uh, This is a 25-year-old man. I've been seeing this girl and found out she told all her friends I have a breeding kink. So I've been seeing this girl, let's call her Rebecca, for a couple months now, fairly casual, enough for me to feel comfortable exploring this kink, mainly through role play, because as much as I like it, I don't want kids, LMAO. This ending of sentences with LMAO and LOL is exactly what I was talking about. Like It drives me crazy. Anyway, I've met Rebecca's friends on several occasions. I know she's mentioned some fleeting details of our sex life, but nothing but never anything in depth to my knowledge. But the other day we were at lunch and one of them mentioned out of the blue, so do we have to worry about you getting Rebecca pregnant? I was a bit taken aback and sort of wondered if she was making a bad joke about using protection. Then a different friend followed it by saying she reckons we must fuck like animals. Needless to say, I was shocked when it became clear they were all referring to my kink. I don't know if Rebecca told me, told one who then told the rest or if she told them all, but that was six people who knew, not to mention some of their friends' boyfriends who heard that. I just felt like I got exposed. I don't like other people knowing what I enjoy in the bedroom. If they're not the ones I'm enjoying it with. When I asked Rebecca why she told them, she just said it seemed like something they'd enjoy with a very dismissive attitude. Maybe I came across as a bit laid back, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. All right. I don't care about this guy's being feelings being hurt. What is okay. a breeding kink? Well, I think it's a little more than just like being interested in nutting in the old vagina. Okay. Uh, I mean, for starters, you know, he talks about well, role play. 
Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be my, my limited understanding of this. I don't have this kink. I think I might have the opposite of this kink. I, I think most men would prefer not to breed, um, most of the time. Uh, but yeah, I think it's like they pretend during their PIV sex session, like they're trying to get her pregnant. So she would say things and do things that suggest that's what's going on, right? Like what? Uh, like put a baby in this belly. I see. There are things she could say. I see. Okay. Uh, so there's some role playing like, oh, I'm going to impregnate right. you. <laughs> I mean, it has to be role play because I mean, talk, but, yeah. right, there's no like obvious uh, external physical sign the woman would have that she's fertile other than the normal. Uh, and so, yeah, it would have to be like vocalized sort of. There are apps know. these days that can tell you when they're in their fertile window. That's, I'm sure that's not part of the kink because that's not. Right. So like is some sort of risk aspect part of the kink, right? So let's say no. she had an app. Would you be more interested in having sex condomless no, when you know she's gonna ovulating? Be like, it's going to be like spoken, things that are said during okay. Uh, like uh, dirty talk, right? So, um, I just don't think you know, that I'm that's. Not, I'm not on the pill, or like you know, um, you know. Yeah, but that impregnate me or whatever, you know. Put yeah. a baby in there. I mean, I think that yeah, the notion on. of impregnating somebody is pretty instinctual, right? Like sometimes when I'm having sex with someone, it is fun to imagine like my load inseminating them. It is. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how I think often. That's just, like, what percentage of the time do you think that makes it more heightens the experience? I'm asking because for me, it's zero. Oh, interesting. I think there's hmm, interesting. Yeah, I, I think that my body is basically designed to want to impregnate, and uh, sort of thinking through. But yeah, I'm, I'm going through this in my mind myself. But thinking through the process of actually impregnating someone can be a bit hot. So maybe I have a breeding kink. Maybe. Uh, I think it's not that I would ever do anything to like, yeah, like I don't want to actually impregnate someone. It's just that during the moment of building to orgasm, thinking about impregnating someone really can be, yeah, can be intriguing. Do you use that imagery while masturbating? It's it's hard for me to even imagine what that imagery is. Just like a bloated hand pregnant with a hand baby. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean I don't <laughs> I don't normally like look at my hand and my dick while I'm orgasming. Although I have. Normally I'm looking at whatever content I'm looking at. But Good, yes. yeah, I think I occasionally fantasize about impregnating someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm this su- is I'm surprised it, you don't actually. Oh, I think that like when you actually have a kid, the allure gets smaller. Like it's like, uh, you well, know. I don't want to actually impregnate the person. It's a little more yeah, nuanced. No, that, fair point. I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever had this as a, as like a thing I would fetishize. I, I think it's really, really common for women to have this in their head when they're having sex. Yeah. I think their bodies want to get pregnant. Right. I, well, you and I discussed this once uh, a long time ago about women's breasts. And I said to you that I thought you, I think you disagreed with me. I said that I thought when most women think about their breasts, the first thing that comes to mind is feeding babies with them. And you disagreed. 
Hmm. Which you might be right because I think you were thinking no. The first thing that comes to their mind is like it's an element of their attractiveness, yeah. which is a reasonable. Uh, I don't remember that well. conversation. I think in this I moment I'm leaning toward me. your argument, but that might oh, be good. because I've learned since. I'm not sure, or maybe I didn't even say it in the first place. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, women. I think women are for various reasons more connected to their fecundity than men are, and so. Sure. Yeah, like I, I think it's yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think women think about getting impregnated more than men think about impregnating. But yeah, uh, they're both probably coming from the same, you know, deep down instinctual place. That's true. I mean, I think that generally the idea of like kind of uh, deflowering or defiling or whatever kind of doing this thing to a woman is basically comes from the same place as wanting yes. to impregnate them. I actually yeah. would think the, the breeding kink though, like when I've read people who have this kink, it's usually women. Right. And like they'll, yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense to me because it's, yeah, the thing, I mean, ultimately it's something that's happening to them. Right. So then for the guy, I mean, it's, yeah, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it seems less, uh, less, um, direct. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. All right. This person says, refuse to finger or touch me down there. Hey, all, I need an honest opinion on this. This guy I had met for a second time in two days, just which I presume means fucked for the second time in two days, just refused to touch me or finger me down there because he didn't like hair. He was a clean shaven duck. I didn't know he liked it that way, but it hurt like hell that I packed my stuff and left without finishing what we started. He was nice otherwise, though. Tell me, did I overreact? Um, I don't know what this means meeting for the second time or like what happened on the first time. But the basic question here is, uh, like, should, like, should a woman be upset if the guy shames her for having pubic hair? I'm not sure if he shamed her. He just refused to touch her or finger her down there. Now, I don't know if he was willing to put his penis in there, but yeah, generally let's say you're a man and for you, the woman being shaved bald is a strict requirement. When I don't think that, yeah, go ahead. should he reveal that? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's exactly how this works. I think the way this works is that it's become. Um, I mean, this is like the the thing where women now are pushing back regarding armpit hair, and that uh, is a little bit shocking for men because I think in my entire life that has not been a thing, right? I mean. It, like you don't actually see women with armpit hair and uh it's the same thing if you've gone your entire life without ever seeing a woman with pubic hair oh i see pretty much in you think this guy was confused well. i don't i mean i think they know it's theoretically possible but i know that armpit <laughs> hair is theoretically possible as well but i still am surprised to see it right it doesn't matter because my brain has some sort of like immediate emotional subconscious reaction to it and yeah i mean i don't think he'd be confused i think he'd just be like oh like what's you know the you're unhygienic you've I not see. done your hygiene rituals yeah i dated somebody briefly who had armpit hair i didn't love it mike what was the uh what was the 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 worst part just just the image it just didn't feel it felt like i don't know unfeminine or something i saw a uh what was it? Was it a porn or was it, uh, there was some sexual content I interacted with in the last like two weeks that had a bunch of things about people licking women's armpits. Mm. Is this something that, that, uh, that 
I should be aware of? Well, there are various degrees of armpit fetish. There's at least okay. three armpit fetish subreddits. Are there? So I've been told. And uh, how do you? Ha, I mean, I assume you've <laughs> gone to them. Yeah, I have seen them. What are the three? Or what I'm are not there three? Sure. I think okay. I think one of them might even be armpit licking. I I think I think armpit licking is something like ass eating. It's just it's not an actual sexual act. It's just submissive. Is one of them fucking the armpit? Is that one of the subreddits? I just don't know if that's a thing. No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know what the, the spectrum okay. of the armpit fetish okay. subreddits are. But for you, this young lady, the issue was just the image was not great. You didn't. She didn't want you to sort of like comb or caress the hair or anything. No, no. It was just how she decided to present. I see. Which would you pick if you had to pick one area of hair, pubic or armpit? Pubic. And why is that? I don't know. I mean, you're and expected you, to yeah. put your face in one of them. Yeah. Or you like to or whatever. Oh, so you're, you're changing I your know, mind. I know, but I feel like I am visually experiencing the armpit more than I am the vagina. Because of her wearing like a sundress or something? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so for you, the... I mean, there are multiple levels here too, right? I mean, I, we're, we're assuming like... I'm. I, like the pubic hair would be much less of a problem if it were well trimmed, for example. Right, and right. Completely right. allowed to grow. I feel mm-hmm. like completely allowed to grow. Maybe I would pick armpit above that. Uh, yeah. Meaning, I would try to. I would ha- say, go ahead and have the armpit hair, but don't have the completely unkempt pubic hair. But then, if it was trimmed reasonably, it's like, oh, now maybe I'll go the other way. Yeah. Yeah, I've often thought about like if I went away with a partner and we were camping for months. What would happen to her pubes? Well, what do you think would happen? Like, what happens on the show Survivor? Do they all get hairy? I've never watched a, a season of Survivor. I watched it so long ago that I don't remember. Okay. It's a good question. I mean, probably they have razors. Yeah, the producers want the women to have razors, I think. Yeah, because there's a an aesthetic element that would yeah. perhaps stun the audience or bum them out. Yeah, or they have attractive contestants, and that's part of the lure of that that helps ratings. Sure, sure. Uh, Yeah, no. So you've never gone camping long enough with a female partner where this happened? No, I mean I've I've seen stubble, of course, but never uh, a full armpit beard, except for this one woman that had it as a point of pride. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I think, I think for this person's question that they, yeah, I mean, society has basically taken it to the point where largely there's an expectation here and he's just, yeah, yeah, you know, intellectually that it's possible, but he's surprised. I mean, you would be surprised, right? If you had a new conquest in the bedroom and she had full pubic hair. Yeah. I think that most women, I I would go so far as to say that if you are in a first sexual encounter with someone and it was vaguely planned, so it was like a third date or something. And she had uh, a bush. She's probably making some sort of political statement, right? Like okay. she, like most women, 
sort of know what the generally accepted grooming practices are now. And so, yeah, if it's not neatly trimmed or completely shaven, it's some sort of political statement. On TikTok, uh, women, there's a kind of meme or a thing that women say on TikTok that if you go to have your first encounter with a woman and or really any encounter, but say the first encounter mm-hmm. and her bra and her panties match, that, that means that she... <laughs> she decided you were going to have an encounter. Is that, has that been your experience as well? I've, I've heard this trope before. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. I think if I were a woman and I were aware of that trope, I would intentionally unmatch my stuff. Why? To, because oh, I to wouldn't let the want guy f- them. Yeah. I don't want them to think that I was being presumptuous. Oh, interesting. I thought, I, th- I thought maybe it would be so the guy could feel like he'd conquered you. Mm. No, I would. Yeah, I mean, is the, the woman like can't third be, or fourth level here? Like, I can't imagine ever wanting a man to feel like that. Well, fair point. Can can <laughs> a woman be presumptuous in that way? I mean, that's not probably not. Yeah, right. Like she knows it's it's like this thing. Um, I've seen uh, women interviewed or asked. It's not really an interview, but asked this question of like, oh, you know, do you have a male? good male friend yes and then would if you if you really wanted to would he have sex with you and it's almost always yes right 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 and then so that yeah they uh, frequently that question will be asked in the context of a woman trying to argue that there is not a strong asymmetry between men and women in this regard and it's pointed out that like one fact there is like the women are always gatekeeping against this uh, guy in the friend zone to the extent they would say no to that almost all the no's to that question would be women who are lying for various reasons or kidding themselves Right, right. They're like, oh, oh let me ask you never. this. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> let me ask you this. this is another, here's another TikTok uh, a thing. So uh, uh, this, this gentleman on TikTok claimed that for men, men have one list in their mind of women they know, meaning, and it is a rank ordered list, like who would you have sex with? Yeah. Uh, and every woman is on that list. They might just be really far down it, yep. uh, but there's just one list. Mm-hmm. And the argument is that women have two lists. They have a list of men they would have sex with and a list of men they wouldn't. Yeah. And so when you're in the friend zone as a man, you're just on that second list. And uh, and the women basically decide which list the guy goes on within five minutes of meeting them. What do you think about that? Yes, I've heard this trope as well. Yeah, I mean, it's brutal to get permanently friend zoned so quickly. But I think, you think that that's probably... right. Do you think essentially, essentially men just... I, I'm not sure that's totally true because I feel like I have I think people men... I've put on a... I list. think men can make themselves more attractive to someone, but okay. to flip the bit from being sexually unattractive to attractive is pretty tricky. The, the part I would push back against is I think I do have a friend zone list for women. There are women who you may otherwise find sexually attractive, but wouldn't sleep with them for various reasons. What do you mean no. by a friend zone list? Well, the uh, the argument is basically advanced that men have just one list. So all women, all women that you know or you've met are on the same list. And so you would ultimately consider having sex with all of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's right. I think there are women where they're on some different list for me and I would not, they're, they're not sufficiently attractive or compelling or something or yeah, there, there are various uh, other reasons why I would not, I would never consider having sex with them. So essentially they are in the friend zone bit. And I've had women essentially throw themselves at me who are on that list and just basically been like, yeah, I'm not attract, you know, not compelling. Yeah, I think you're just saying there's some line beneath which you're not interested in anybody. Interesting. So you think they're still on the same list, but okay. 
All right. Well, maybe there's a, just but a some woman... line beneath which you're just like, yeah. Yeah, but a, a woman could say this the same thing. Hmm. No, okay, but, I think with yeah. women, I think with women, it's orthogonal to how attractive the man is. It's often orthogonal to how attractive the man is. Hmm. Say more about that. It's something about their personality or their job or how they approach yeah, or something. Maybe they present as beta. Interesting. So there could be a guy that's extremely, okay, right. So this, this is the crux. There could be a guy who's extremely attractive and very friendly and so forth, but just for some reason, she puts him on the friend list and it's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. Whereas, yep. and this is true. If you picked a, if you took a woman and she was, if you took two women and they were equivalently attractive and one I had on the yeah, they would definitely be on this on the same list. That's true. I would never. Yeah, if you get to a certain level of attractiveness, I would never say no. You're you're on the friend list, right? That must be the point of this. Okay, fair point. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm glad we <laughs> collectively bargained that one. Uh, I wanted to talk about this last week. We didn't get to it. This person says, my boyfriend always looks at his phone when I'm going down on him. The other day, I saw <laughs> naked anime girls on his phone just after doing it. He also has never ejaculated, even if I've tried really hard. How should I feel about this? Does it mean he doesn't like me that much? <laughs> He's probably using the phone to try to nut from the blow, right? Could be. I mean, it's pretty disrespectful <laughs> to be uh, unspokenly and hap- and sort of poorly secretively looking at porn on your phone. It's hard wow. for me to believe that the guy doing that, the reason I would, or one reason, I, there's a few reasons, but a, one of the reasons I wouldn't do this is that I would assume that my female partner would have enough self-esteem to refuse to to end that session there and then, and maybe it would jeopardize future sessions. It's outrageous right? to pull out your phone, <laughs> not tell them, and be looking at porn while they're going down on you. Right. Uh, now, if you discuss it beforehand- Maybe she would say yes, and I still think it's sort of a mildly obnoxious thing to ask them, but there right. could be reasons. Uh, but doing it without announcing is sort of silly. Now, look, they could be young. Maybe his previous two partners sort of allowed this, and he thinks this is normal or something. But I, so hang more... on. So we, I, th- I think we've talked about in the past a friend, a mutual friend of ours who uh, wore a VR headset. Uh, mm-hmm. while yeah. getting oral from his very horny friend, mm-hmm. um, uh, girlfriend, uh, and that worked well for them. Um, or it was, it was fine, but it was of course pre-discussed. Uh, I have a question. Would you, if you were going down on a girlfriend, care if she wanted to do that? So let's say she said, look, I want to, I want to use the headset and have uh, some sort of VR experience while you give me oral. Yeah. Would that bother you? Uh, Let's see. I think my ego would be slightly bruised. I would feel okay. like I am not able to deliver her enough stimulation to get her to where she wants to go. But I wouldn't be. I mean, if it, yeah, it's it's a little bit like uh, when a partner asks to get out a vibrator. It's like, well, oh, interesting. Yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> like okay. there's 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 some amount of ego bruising, and it can be mild or severe depending on what exactly is going on but mostly uh i'm interested in my partner having you know sexual pleasure so yeah so i think i would be i I, uh, in both of those cases i i would view it as a positive uh both the vibrator and the vr headset and the reason why is because uh 
anything that she can do to indicate that she's interested in amping up her experience, like yeah. is good. I'd yeah. say, yeah, I'd say like my biggest That's concern take, is that actually. she's just, uh, she's just neutral. She's like, ah, lukewarm. But if she's like, ah, I want to try something crazy. I'm like, great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good take. I think I agree, actually. Yeah. Uh, the well, ego I think you would feel. Not, I mean, it's tricky. It basically depends on the partner. Yeah. And then they're like general enthusiasm. Like if you feel right. like they're there perfunctorily and they're really not into it and it's like a last ditch, they're like, well, do you mind if I look at some porn? <laughs> that's that's one thing. But if it's like, you know, you've had like a, a good sex session and like, Maybe I came first and, you know, she's like, oh, do you mind if I look at some porn? Then like, fine. Yeah, whatever. That's, that's actually, mm. that's a positive. It so reminds me of the, I think it's the opening scene of the famous porn Deep Throat. Have you seen that porn? I don't know. No. Mm, it's yes. from the seventies. And I remember seeing this long, long ago, but I remember it, it sticks in my head. The first one, it's either the first or one of the first scenes is a woman sort of just lounging on her counter of her bath of her be- uh, kitchen talking mm-hmm. to somebody. I think she's talking to somebody maybe on the phone. I can't remember exactly, but there's a guy just giving her oral mm-hmm. while she's doing that. Mm-hmm. And I remember really liking that scene because of that, because it indicated a sort of casual pleasure that a woman could have that like I associated only with men. Yeah. Sort of heretofore. And so I liked that. That's I was like, Oh, that's, that's e- good directing e- yeah, like, by the, by the director there. Yes. I, I think the guys don't mind as much this sort of stuff, but for a woman <laughs> would not want a guy, uh, watching TV or playing video games, even though there are porns of that because yeah, it's sort of the opposite dynamic, right? I mean, the guy is clearly interested in sex and it's like, well, the fact that he's lost interest here suggests something very negative uh, right. about her or the relationship. So yeah, it, it, it's, uh, this guy's question, this woman's question rather is almost hard to believe it's a real thing going on. Although kids these days with their phones. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the specifics at all of the situation. I mean, the person just wrote like three sentences poorly. Right. Um, <laughs> but. Oh, I bet yeah. this is a thing that goes on. I mean, I, I didn't mention, uh, harkening back to the beginning of the episode with the tween teenage kids. I mean, these kids sit around a table and talk to each other in memes Mm-hmm. that you know they'll just start sentences with like that feeling when yeah you know, like that meme or yes. i actually couldn't do it justice i'd have to i'd have to write down the things they say but uh it could be that the phones are so integrally tied into their experience that pulling out their phone while getting a blow is like just like oh why is this a problem this is just what i do i always pull my phone out i mean i could see the culture moving in that direction, I guess. I just don't think we're there yet where you could just do it unannounced and everyone's like, oh, okay, that's normal. Yeah, I don't know. I genuinely don't know because it's, uh, I can understand the things that that age group is saying mm, because of my knowledge, my somewhat extensive knowledge of some of this crap. But uh, it's definitely a mode, modes of communication that are pretty unfamiliar to me. And so I'm not sure I could make any informed judgments about uh, what an 18 year old would consider appropriate or inappropriate, uh, with your phone while having sex. Yeah. Yeah. You've probably had sex with a girl while she was say talking to a, her mom or something on the phone, right? Um, even I did that like in college. I can't remember, but I guess it's possible. Yeah. 
I mean, like a little game. I've definitely been in a situation where we're having sex and then a phone call interrupts it. I'm sure. not sure uh, if we've continued while they were on the phone. Yeah, well, there can be something hot there, right? Because she's trying to, you right. know, talk to yeah, it's the old whoever trope. while, yes, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's do one more topic. Uh, this person asks, how do you guys navigate dating app hookups? I'm new to the sex thing at this point and I want to try new people. I've only met someone from an app once and it went poorly because I felt super uncomfortable and cut the date short. Now I'm trying to do it again, but I honestly don't know how or what to talk about or where to go before hooking up, how to build a relationship that is non-romantic, but trustworthy, everything. So can anyone please give me a rundown? So first off, I don't think this is really a thing. This this person seems to have the idea that you say on Tinder that you're just looking to hook up and then you match with someone and then you need to like somehow collectively bargain how you're going to actually get to the hooking up part. I don't think most women are looking for this. What's the part that you find difficult to believe the fact of the woman just hooking up? Wanting to yeah, be the, the, I suppose so. I don't know. I remember um, when I was in uh, living in France talking to a, a guy and I went on some long tear about this, basically telling him this isn't, wasn't a thing. Yeah. And he he was probably, I don't know, like 25, pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was tutoring me in French. Yep. Uh, and during the, for this particular tutoring session, uh, when I came into his uh, house, he had to hide. He didn't have to, but he hid <laughs> some torn condom wrappers. So it was clear he had banged like <laughs> yeah. that last night. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, plural I rappers. It was plural. Yeah. Nice. And I don't, th- I, I was sort of, I was, so, but I was going into, because I have a similar feeling about this that you do as, as our listeners know, like I'm pretty curmudgeonly and uh, skeptical. And so I said, oh yeah, I don't think, you know, the hookup culture, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> And I he just like, like laid into me about all the chicks that he just bangs all the time. I was like, oh, okay. I think it's easy to have like six or seven women in your back pocket that you could call and you know, <laughs> one of them one of them will will answer the bell. I don't think yeah. that it's reliable that on a Friday evening you could go on Tinder at nine PM and have a reasonable expectation of hooking up that night. Oh, I think I that's think it, I don't yeah, you wouldn't be saying it can that. happen. It's just, but yeah. the main point, the main thrust of this guy's argument, his name was Kevin. Mm-hmm. Of Kevin's argument was, and Kevin, I should just say this, he worked as a projectionist at a an art, uh, <laughs> an art like film house. You know, like, uh-huh. like he would he would push the. It's worse than the, the guy button. who was uh, working on a carnival ride operator. It's right. It's fucking preposterous. It actually really kind of irritated <laughs> me because it's like, I mean, he was. Well educated, I think uh, he he's a film writer, but in France it's a little different because Hollywood it doesn't work the same there. A lot of the films are pre- are paid for by the government. Yeah, but somehow this dude was just <laughs> just fucking left and right uh, with with this terrible uh, CV. Um, but his claim was that, and this is the important crux of it, is that uh, he many of the women he would interact with were just looking for a hookup. Yeah, they I were mean, not looking that, for a relationship that he has a bad cv actually sort of supports his argument that the women are just looking to hook up right they're not vetting him for any of that other stuff they're just you know if he's handsome maybe it's even better right it's like the the fireman thing oh interesting so you just think he's one of those <clears throat> 10 or 20 percent of guys that uh incels complain about i don't know if he was that i don't it's know really i would love say. i would love to interview him actually just because oh, i Lord. don't i don't know you could 
translate from French. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he speaks English. Uh, yeah, Kevin. Uh, he, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I could probably find a picture of him. I don't know how attractive he was um, because because it, it'd be hard for me to judge. I'm going to guess Barry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I wonder how much to the extent that I think this is real. I wonder how much physical attractiveness and what you say matter. Uh, you think I might be lying? Or you think he might? No, be no, lying? no, no, no. I don't, I'm I'm sure you are <laughs> accurately reporting what he said. Yeah. Uh, and to the extent that what he said is true, I'm curious about whether the large portion of his success is due to the way he looks or the way he speaks. Or rights. It's probably it's probably the former. I mean, if I'm being honest about it, he's probably just an attractive guy. It could be. It could be. I could imagine apps are sort of an unusual case because there's just photos everywhere. But if you're at a bar, I could imagine the way you speak being a little bit more important, especially if you're sort of like, you know, trawling for gold at midnight or whatever. Yeah, we're running out of time, but I want to ask something. So I was I was down in a college town like five days ago with somebody and was sort of salivating over the young ladies there. Yeah. Uh, and I asked this guy or I said something like, oh, well, I said something kind of negative, like, oh, well, you know, I could never have attained any of these, this, this level of attractiveness. And he said, oh, you know, all that matters is your swagger. And then recounted some story about like a buddy of his that like spent all his time trying to hook up and that he was very successful. I mean, yeah. does, that, does that sound right? You probably can guess who I'm talking about even. Person I was hanging out with. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, I can. Yeah, okay. Does that, does that make any sense to you? <laughs> well, it sounds like something that he would say. It um, is, yeah. It does matter. I think, I think it, it's situational. I think there are times when the way you look is more important and there are times when the way you speak is more important. And in the times when the way you speak is more important, the way you look actually is probably surprisingly unimportant. Hmm. Uh, but I think there are situations where, where looks really matter. And okay. I don't think there are any situations where looks don't matter at all. Uh, like you no. have to clear a certain bar and okay. yeah. Bringing like it back a, to this uh, this woman in South Carolina who's really attractive but just spends all her time on that, yeah. is, which do you think would be more important for her if if you were to approach her, let's say in a non-sugar context, just uh, normal like in a bar or yeah. is it I swagger? Mean, is it your looks? She's, I mean, she's, let's assume you're, what you're saying about her is true, that she's not very smart. Right, uh, right, right, right. She, she probably isn't. She's got, she doesn't have two uh, pots to piss in or whatever. It's a good, it's a good sign that she's asking for help on the on the subreddit, at least. That's right? interesting. That, that's a level of of awareness that already gets her into 90th percentile. But Fair point. in any case, uh, let, let's continue to stereotype her because it's more interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if she was at a bar, I mean, I just feel like she's probably heard it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not sure what the right thing to pique her interest would be. Yeah. Well, we can, I'll post her details or her <clears throat> profile review on the show notes. So maybe people can, uh, reach out to her. I mean, I honestly think she's attractive enough that I think there may be a listener that would like pay her to fly somewhere or something. I'm sure she's definitely at that level. You, you do hear she, she about is. this. You hear about this where people fly sugar babies out. There's all kinds of problems with that. Like you're trusting this dude to like fly you out. Yeah. Uh, and then like, what if things go south? Like, how are you going to get home? Especially if you're in a financial situation like hers. Yeah. You'd want a round trip ticket. That's like refundable or something. I would That's just, true. 
if I, if I were her and I was considering flying out to someone, I would be like, listen, um, I understand if this is too much to ask, but this is an enormous amount of risk for me. Um, I, I need you to um, give me X amount of money just so that I yeah. can feel safe. And if that's too much, or if you don't trust me, I totally understand, but um, I, I'm, it's just too risky for me otherwise. Yeah. I and, just cannot and if believe the, or if the person says no, then she can just move on to like the next of the million people in line. Right. It's amazing someone that attractive just trying to get her gas tank filled up by someone. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to square. All right. That's enough for episode 85 of Your Mileage May Vary. Find us on Twitter at YMMVPod or send us an email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. We'll answer your questions on the show unless you indicate you'd like them to be kept private. We pay $10 for any feedback received. So do your worst. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me gueule.